At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. You're about to listen to a podcast full of wonder, excitement, and discovery. It's time for an adventure through Odyssey. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Adventures Through Odyssey podcast, Odyssey Revisited. I'm Will here with John, and before we get started, we are going to try one of these discussion questions that a fan very nicely emailed us, and we would like to thank our fan, um, George Glass, for uh, sending this in to us. Um, I, I feel like people will get that reference. I, I guess we'll see. I think like. people who listen to Odyssey as children also was probably shown that television show. You're probably right. So the question is, because I was listening to some old episodes and, you know, Tom is in a lot of these and he's been out of the show since the reboot because the actor died. Now, we've all, because we've already replaced Wit twice, I've had this question. When it comes to Eugene, do we replace Will Ryan or do we get rid of Eugene? I think... I, I think they will replace him. I think they're not, and I think they should replace him. I think they're not above replacing characters. I think, I think there are times in the narrative I think they could have replaced Eugene. I think maybe if it had been during the hiatus, maybe you could have, um, like the old hiatus. I think the biggest problem now is. Eugene's story just entered a whole new phase. I mean, it's been like the father phase, but now it's like kind of like the the father phase where it's not like, is he really a father and is Buck really his son sort of thing? Absolutely. I actually agree with that. One, I think it's going to set a weird precedent if we always replace Wit, but every other character just kind of leaves the show. Well, yeah, I think... And I think that, like, Tom kind of, and I think that's part of it. Tom came at a time where it was, like, kind of easy to phase him out. I was about to say, by the time Tom left, he was in episodes, but he felt like he was kind of a B-tier character by that point. I know we're going to get angry emails about that, but. Yeah, I think, I think, like, right, I think there wasn't a lot to necessarily tell in Tom and, like, Bart Rathbone's, like, narrative story and odyssey's become way bigger into like arcs and like eugene's like in the center of like arcs right now so i would just kind of yeah. be surprised yes. if they did that i would agree so we're gonna the question move on. is will they will they find someone who like with like the new wit like with the android stoika um it seems like they said it was more about like the feel rather than the voice i wonder if they're gonna do that with eugene I would agree. Um, I I think the one problem with Eugene is it's going to be very easy to do like a Poindexter-y stereotypical voice. Like, Will Ryan sounds like that, but he also doesn't at the same time. Yeah. Well, thank you, everyone, for that fun discussion. If you would like to send <laughs> your thoughts or discussion questions, email them at an adventure through Odyssey at gmail.com. 
And if you would like to support us on Patreon, we've officially decided, or I've officially decided, that you now get something audio for every tier. So at the $1 tier, you get all the episodes a week early and ad-free, or three days early and ad-free. At the $5 tier, you will get what we like to call our current thoughts. I don't know why I said what we like to call, because you know what that means. So it'll be our current thoughts on the album currently airing. So I believe the day we're recording this is the day before the release of 28 Hours. So we're going to do episode by episode reactions to that one. And the, you know, our yearly recap of the club episodes. Maybe we'll even do a monthly recap of the club episodes of this if people are paying for that. And then anything. Probably. Sorry, what? Probably. Yeah. And anything current-ish Odyssey brings out. So... There's that. And then at the $7 tier, you get what I like to call the month in Odyssey, where we look over the news, anything that maybe happened on the podcast or updates on things going on, like the current, the recent news about the blog post, which actually we'll cover in a second. And we're going to uh, react to that month's Elsewhere in Odyssey comics, which if you don't know what this is, Focus is putting out official comics about what the characters are doing in Odyssey. And they're like little joke panels, but I like the idea of them. Yeah. Yeah, so just to give you a taste of what that might be, John, did you see what's happening with the Adventures in Odyssey message boards? I did not see. So since January, they've been teasing a revamp to the club, and it kind of feels like there have been some issues with the website design that's making it take longer than they thought. So things keep getting pushed. They keep trying to be exciting on Instagram, like, look at this redesign of this character from 20 years ago, because mm -hmm. I think something's happening on the club, which I like the idea of maybe them putting comics or more exclusive little stories on the club that don't necessarily require them to record with the actors. Yeah. But Bob from the Odyssey podcast posted a video saying, so unfortunately, because our moderators are so busy, we're only going to have five or six discussion boards on the new club as opposed to 200 because it's impossible to transfer everything over. So two things. One, there were discussion boards. <laughs> two, I, I do think there was probably a tech thing with it, but I also think this was just an easy time for them to cut a lot of the fat out of the message boards and let the moderators have a small break. Yeah. Because I, I also, th yeah. Because I also thought like, how they can said, I be a moderator on these message boards? Uh, contact them, I guess. Nah, I don't want that. I, I'm assuming they've got interns doing it, so. Yeah. <laughs> but they're like, I, I am so excited to work at Focus on the Family. What are you doing? You're moderating the Adventures in Odyssey message boards. I didn't know that was a thing. There's like five people and like five moderators. Well, the way, and I could not find them, and I didn't do a lot of digging. The way the video made it sound is like that is the primary form of communication for a lot of Odyssey fans. And it occurred to me if these fans are like seven or eight, they're not exchanging phone numbers, probably. So, yeah. so like, I do, and this might turn into like a disaster. Do they want to make like an instant messaging feature on the new club? Because they're clearly trying to turn it into a slight social media platform. Yeah. So anyway, I'll be curious to see what happens when the new version of the club eventually launches. But let me say this. I feel like any en engines of any sort of social media or social boards, I feel like it's just going <laughs> to cause the Odyssey fan base to deteriorate. That's More so bad. than this podcast, even. I don't think we're causing the fan base to deteriorate that much. I think we're causing... <laughs> 
I think we're doing the fan base no favors. Possibly. Yeah. I mean, it's not like they've made fun of us in any episodes yet. Yeah. Yet being the key word. Um, okay. So, yes, anyway, that's all the fun. Join us on Patreon where this month we'll discuss the July episode and a couple episodes of 28 hours, which I will say the July episode is another pole house mystery. So his third time, the charm. I thought I like, I thought the pole house episodes have been fine. No, I, I meant is like the third time going to be where it burns out. Oh, okay. So I think the first one's great. I think the second one's pretty good. I could see the third one, maybe stretching it. <laughs> will they be able to, to um, cinch the trilogy? Yeah, but the the photo seems to I haven't listened to it yet, but the photo appears to have Jillian in it. So interesting. Anyway, we're going to start the actual episode now with episode 13, Bobby's Valentine. Young Bobby gets a note from Amy who thinks he's the cutest boy in school. Bobby, however, wants to stay as far from Amy as possible. I mean, <laughs> I think this episode's fine i always i mean okay so you know there's i don't know it's like weird right i mean remember it was remade with jimmy a few years later but yeah i feel like i mean this is obviously a, a harley episode that was then remade yes now harley um, well, harley's hiding in bushes in this episode so I do feel like Harley's interaction's kind of bad here. It's the throwing mud thing for Eugene, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes, it's the, although Harley says that in this episode too, but it is more associated with Eugene because they, it's a callback later on. Oh, is it? I thought, I thought he said something else. Maybe it was like the prep, maybe the preface it was different. That's very possible. I just listened to it and being like, that's a, that's weird. How they phrase it or something like that. Oh, yeah. So I think it's fine. I think um, I, I I feel like the ending of this episode is not particularly memorable. That she has a crush on Officer Harley or they kind of make her a flake. I think just the whole thing. I think oh. that's I think it's weird. They also made the crush on Officer Harley. I agree, and uh, for all the girls who just threw their phones across the room, I did not mean flake. I meant, look, I, I, it's generally portrayed in media, I don't know how accurate this is, that little girls will have crushes that fizzle out very quickly. I do, however, think it is a bit of a narrative cop-out to have Wit tell Bobby, you know, to just to let her down easily, and then she just moves on without him having to do anything. <laughs> That's fair. You're you're talking about the the media uh, trope. Yes. Though I think you could make that clear for the future. I don't like when you drop these controversial things and then have to backtrack because you I, don't think before you speak. Well, we're talking about things that we don't like how people do the podcast. Okay. Okay. So I it's the media trope, and I I like the episode gives you a way like tries to be about how to healthfully let someone down however i think it's dulled a little bit by the fact that bobby is basically told she wants to leave him before he can say anything yeah you're right it's kind of like 
I think it's so like the, they were probably like, well, this would be good, but that we have to end the episode. And they're like, oh, let's just do this cop out. Well, well that literally. Um, yeah. I, I'm just saying maybe instead of the crush on Officer Harley joke or hit her giving this like very she clearly heard these words on TV speech. He gets at least a couple sentences into it. Then she's like, don't worry, I've found another. <laughs> but we'll have more to say when it comes to Jimmy, the episode where it's Jimmy, because obviously that's the canon version now. So Yeah, it's hard. Especially this episode. I think it's good we had a little like pre-discussion because a lot of these are just original versions that were then remade, and the remade version's technically the canon version. That's true. All right. Missed it by that much. Middle schooler Rachel Weaver is late for everything. But when Connie threatens to kick her off the volleyball team, Rachel tries her very best to be on time. So what surprised me about this is, because I, I did not remember that this was originally a Harley episode, was that the whole Twilight Zone thing started so early. Yes, I agree. Like, at, at this point, it didn't really seem like Odyssey did as much stuff like that. I would agree. And I think it's one of the first really outlandish moments, but it's also a dream sequence. Exactly. It It's um, similar to how the first history episode is a, a kid get not, gets knocked out. Yeah. And I've definitely got thoughts about that when we get to it, but you are right. And it being a dream sequence is fine. Like obviously every Twilight Zone episode is like a kid's radio story or mentioned as a story within the universe. Yeah. It, I like it. I think it's cool that it was so early. I just never even processed it. Cause I think the remakes in like volume like nine in yeah, like they, the new canon or something. Right. And they don't eat, And I, my one thing is I like the idea of this episode, but they don't do a lot to change this one. And they probably could have used a few brushes up on the script yeah like i know we said this back when we originally covered it a couple of years ago but it is notable that like hey rachel is a child and maybe it can't be responsible for getting herself there on time it's true i i think the implication is like oh she could bike from school or something right. but i agree I don't disagree, and I also know it was the 80s, so things were different. Whereas, like, today, I'm not going to say where our church is. I would not be mad at a kid who's late because their parents had to drive them just because we live in an area where it's hard to bike anywhere. Now, this is probably, though, for a high school volleyball team. Yes. Or because, middle school. Well, yeah, because it's interesting because Connie's supposed to be, like, 16, so she must be, like, as a high schooler coaching the middle school team which is interesting i actually agree with that i hadn't thought about that because in album nine I, like connie has developed more as a character where like you can kind of you kind of get away with that a little more yes where like by this time that seems strange that she's like so responsible as, as like a character because at this point, we've really only had her introduction in a few episodes where it's like she's more teenager-ish. That's a very good point, actually. Huh. Yeah, Connie's Which development just gives the episode a really weird, different context. Huh. 
I mean, we've all had teenage volunteers and stuff, but yeah, I definitely... Well, huh. true. I had not thought about that. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Huh. Hmm. All right. My brother's keeper. It's originally written to be pre-Christian Connie. Yes. I hadn't thought about that. Huh. Anyway, my brother's keeper. Philip Callis gets angry during baseball practice and tells his younger brother, Dean, to go home. When Dean doesn't return home, the police get involved and try to track down the boy. Dean, what's the matter with you? Well, I, you are right. Um, I'm trying to I think. I mean, of... so it's, I don't think this is at the same degree level but this does episode does remind me a little bit of the arthur episode, which where one? i think where arthur punches dw i was thinking of the whistle episode uh i mean there's a little bit of that i mean there is like the thing where it's like dean is doing something that's wrong by playing with his brother's thing that's also like for a school assignment after he was told no and philip should not have sat on her on um his, his brother, brother obviously the mom's just like he's just a little boy and it's like yeah but also like you should tell dean like hey don't play with your brother's things obviously like philip shouldn't sit on him and then yes. i will say this i am slightly mad at the mother and i think this was a more of a big thing back then but where she was like you have to take him to baseball practice just like on a whim like i do think there's a thing where parents need to like respect their kids time a little bit, or at least, like, tell him in advance, like, you may have to take him to baseball. Not just, like, well, I don't have time to watch him right now, so you do it. And then, like, later in the episode, she's like, you weren't watching him? It's like, well, he was at, like, not, like, obviously he shouldn't have let uh, Dean run off, but, like, he was at baseball practice and wouldn't have been able to watch him for the whole time at baseball practice, too. So, I don't, it's just weird. It's kind of a weird situation. Yeah, I mean, I know the Tangled Web was fictional in-universe, but the the mom didn't have time to walk to the market with the little brother, but she had time to wait all day for the son to get back from school with the flower. At that point, why not just go to wit's end? But Exactly. I meant I should have mentioned that in the last episode, but I, I do agree with that, that the school, you know, he might have lost part of his report, which would not be great. Again, Odyssey's a smaller town and it's the nostalgic times. So maybe the writers remember doing this. The one it's, it's true, yeah. Yes. Uh the one thing, and this goes back to the dental dilemma episode, Dean is six, and I know six year olds aren't super eloquent, but he is sort of written like he's four. I think a six year old could act like this. I think it's less so than 
than the dental dilemma. But I do think I could believe Dean is a precocious six-year-old. I think it's also just his voice. It's true. When they, it's, at this era, when they had like a young character, they were like, they will sound very young. <laughs> like so, they will have almost a lisp. I was, maybe that's part of it. Like I would buy he's six and did everything the same if his voice just sounded a little less. Goodbye, Philip. Yeah. So. I do think the end of the episode punches pretty well. I think. Yes. I think it it's like a good situation, you know. To, I think because Philip did like do a dumb thing and let him like walk home by himself and like. Yes. It was a good like kind of redemptive moment without being like too over the top where it was like, yeah, Dean fell like in a hole. It's like, okay, that's like somewhat realistic. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's, Is a, it's a very episode where Wit goes, hurry, boy, hurry. I think so. But this okay. is also notably, I think, the only time Wit's sister is mentioned before Wilson shows up. Yeah, I think there, there may be like one or two other times, but I do think it's it's rarely mentioned, right? This is like one of the few, few times. Okay, I'm checking her wiki page. Yeah, so she was in a few Wit flashback episodes, but they have all been post-reboot. Okay. It's, like, one of those things that, like, they're like, oh, we'll have Wit have a sister, and, like, just never felt the need to add it again. Yes, I do. I at least believe it was probably on the original document, and they just kind of never brought it up again. But... Yeah, it's like, weird even, we, though, with, like, the like the episode with Wit's, I, like stepmother she's that it's just like up. her sister's just not there yeah so and actually we'll talk about this in the next episode Wit's sister is in my mind a good example of how not to do retroactive continuity mm -hmm. whereas something yeah. in the next episode i think is a really good example of how to do retroactive continuity which we'll get to um anything else you want to say about this episode no i think that was pretty good all right no stupid questions. Chris Gottibley, a man in a wheelchair, and Meg Stevens, a girl with a lot of questions, form an odd friendship when they help each other out. Yes. Um. It's fine. Yeah. It's a, I mean, just a weird, um... Weird premise if she's like, I'm just in roller skates, and I'm accidentally going to cause this man in a wheelchair to fall over. Yeah, it's a little, I'll, little insensitive. I'll say this. I kind of like having a cynical character in Odyssey. Agreed. Like a cynical adult, like, where it's not like he's like an awful person or like as a villain, but like, right, he's had like, a hard life and like i actually would not have minded this character like sticking around to kind well, of like well remember this was family portraits right it, it was a, a family portraits episode but i, I don't know like let's see what you're gonna say oh i mean we got that a little later with bernard it's true 
Like, right. Bernard is that. And maybe that's why. But, like, this guy's even more cynical. What's funny is I'm looking on the wiki, and apparently, like, the actor who played the guy is unknown. That is interesting. It must be, like, someone who worked at Focus or, like, someone's friend. True. Or something like that. The wiki page is even better because it just says personality. Chris was sometimes grumpy. I'll also say this is funny. On the trivia, it says Chris is the first Odyssey character in a wheelchair who reveals that he was a car accident. This foreshadows the experience of Zachary Sellers who revealed that he was in a car accident. That's not what foreshadowing is. That's a parallel. Yeah, it's it's like it's like the George Lucas. It all rhymes like sort. It's like poetry. It rhymes. It's not like it's not a foreshadow. It's not like I was like, oh man, Chris like being a wheelchair due to a car accident foreshadowed Zachary being in a, a, a wheelchair in a car accident. It could also be that like probably that's a common way people end up in wheelchairs. I also think in a weird way it encourages safe driving if it's. A car accident. That's true. And maybe a car accident is also more believable because let's say he was like a, a handyman and fell off the roof and that's how he paralyzed himself. I could see that freaking some kid out whose dad is a handyman who works on the roof a lot. Yeah. So. Fair. Yes. And now I believe the first Odyssey two-parter, a member of the family, parts one and two, Monty Whitaker comes to wit's end to visit for the summer and learns a few lessons along the way. I mean, classic. Yes, right? it is. Yes, but it was also the series finale to Family Portraits, which I feel like I need to point out. That's a good finale because it actually then in set we follow Wit interacting with all these other people, and for the first time we see actually a story revolving around Wit. Yes, I would agree, and I also think it works because it feels like an Odyssey episode. It's honestly, and this is going to be a dumb parallel because it's an Odyssey podcast. It's like watching the first season of The Simpsons and then that Krusty Gets Busted episode happens and it's, oh, this is what the show is going to be, even if there's a few rough edges. Yeah. And this feels like, out of the Family Portraits episodes, really the first one that feels like, oh, this is what Odyssey will become. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I... It's interesting because it definitely shows Wit as, like, a flawed character. They portray Wit as flawed, which I, as I said, it, like, makes sense with the family portraits thing. But I also think it's weird because I don't think they really do that that much in the main show after this. I would say this. They try. <laughs> I agree, but they kind of just leave it as probably like 97% of Wit's flaws revolve around his family. That is a good point. And I, actually, the first episode we'll cover next week, I think, tries to paint Wit a certain way. And they're almost committed to implying that version of Wit existed for a long time, but never quite go full bore on it. Yeah. But you are right. Like In a weird way, it sounds like Wit was, they kind of make it feel like Wit might have been a bad father. <laughs> I think that's, like, a whole thing. I mean, they reference that at other times, like, or Wit at least did not connect or wasn't necessarily there for his daughter. 
Right, because, like, you hear Jason talk about wit. It's very different. Yeah. Like, hide and seek was a nightmare when we were kids. Da-da-da-da-da. But... It's also yeah. interesting with, like, the the spanking in this episode. It's so, like, anti what wit feels like. Well, it's supposed to be, like, an old school versus new school thing. And I feel like, and obviously this was the 80s, and the feeling on spanking was probably different. It's Wit's grandson. Like, he would never spank a kid in Wit's end. Right. But even as a grandson, like... And again, this is when they were still developing Wit's character, but it it is like kind of stark because I couldn't even like I could not imagine even if like Monty acted like this that Wit would do that nowadays. And I mean, I think that's supposed to show probably like some of his flaws as a father, which is what he, they were trying to paint as. Right. Well, and because the wiki notes, uh, Wit's parenting style versus that of Jana reflects old school versus modern. Which, <laughs> if that's what you were going for, maybe lean into that a little harder. Yeah, because I don't think I did not get that feel from the episode. Well, because like if this episode were made today, Wit would get canceled for spanking. That'd be funny. Wit spanks somebody, gets canceled by Glossman and Brian Dern. <laughs> That'd be a pretty engaging episode. But Bring don't you think? I mean, like I feel like Wit nowadays would tell him like you should like you can't do that. And I get I it's different, right? Because like if a kid did that at Witsend, he would probably tell him, like, you're not welcome at Witsend. Yes. But, like, how do you do that with your grandson? It is true. Uh, speaking of a Monty stealing money scene, originally it was Connie. Like, yeah. so they recorded it in Family Portraits with Jimmy. When they re-released it as Odyssey, it was Connie. Apparently the Connie audio got lost. So they put in the old audio. Now, my, my whole thing is maybe it was a union thing. They couldn't have Katie Lee record the three lines. Maybe it was just someone being like, uh, we'd have to pay her. Right. Or maybe they were just, well, this is it, easier. Yeah, because it is just weird. This Jimmy character we never hear about again. My guess is it was on like a tape. And it would have been a hassle to just go back in and edit it or something. Yeah, I mean, on one hand, at least it's not Connie because that Connie. I don't know if Connie even at that point would be that foolish. Yeah. Good thing Wilson wasn't there. He would have condemned Connie and made her use the room of consequence. Um, I'm surprised it wasn't um, Officer Harley filling in. You're right. Oh my, you're right. Would have so, been funny. Or was Harley not in Family Portraits? Harley was not in Family Portraits. That's probably why. Right. So it looks like this episode did not aired a few times, and in 99 was never aired again until it came out as part of the Classics album. So I kind of wonder if part of the reason it didn't get aired for a while was because they lost the Connie footage or something. Maybe it was that. I also could see they were hesitant to, like, break the version of Wit they had, like, the vision of Wit. That's very possible as well. Because I like, think they lean very much as, like, Witch is kind of being, not this, like, all-knowing character, but, like, I don't think they really show him with that many faults until the Mortal Coil. I, I would agree with that. I, you're right. That element works better at the end of Family Portraits, as we've been seeing what is, like, this grandfatherly character. Now let's give him a story. Yeah. So, and we'll talk about that more as we go along, because going episode by episode, it's very interesting to watch some wit things they evolve. Yeah. 
And uh, that wraps it up for this episode, I believe, unless you have anything else to say. No, I think, you know, good batch of episodes. I it, it Odd odd episodes to talk about because so many of them ended up being remade. Absolutely. Or never, like, formally released. Like, My Brother's Keeper, whatever the episode was called, was in the Lost episodes. Yeah. So. Yeah, again, a lot of good episodes. I think Member of the Family is both an interesting relic and an interesting moment in Odyssey because it feels like, again, one of a thoroughly modern episode. Yeah. At least in this moment. Um, Anyway, join us again next time in two weeks from now when we'll cover the next six episodes. And if you would like to hear us sooner, uh, probably by this point, 28 hours will have started, so we'll have recorded an episode about that for our $5 and up patrons. And or if, if if the episode is on the podcast feed, I suppose it changed. Our plans changed. Yes, that too. Uh, if you have a dollar or up, you can hear our discussion about family portraits next week. Uh, next week from when this episode is posted. And if you're a seven dollar and up, by the time the episode we're discussing is posted, our July and Odyssey recap should also be available. So we're there's going to be a lot of content for our patrons. So why don't you toss us some money? That sounded really bad. Um, it did. We would appreciate it if you gave us some money. Think of it as like a tithe. Okay. That's yeah, the can... end of the we're, we're ending it before this goes yeah. any further. Yeah, if you don't do it, the world will end. The ne- uh, reference to an episode we probably won't get to for a while. I know, yeah. but we all know which one we're talking about. Anyway, I'm Will. I'm John. We'll see you next time. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.